Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not spend nine hours walking around in Mar-a-Lago while keeping out Donald Trump's attorneys. No, the FBI did that. And they still haven't updated us on why. It's a mess. Plus, we've got an update on Joe Biden, who stammered and stuttered his way through a White House announcement uh, earlier today about inflation that was wildly inaccurate. And I got to be honest, a little hard to watch. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. We're going to get into it at 888-788-9910. You know the rules on the show today. They're the same rules that yesterday. They'll be the same rules tomorrow. The show doesn't change. We don't like transition. You know what I mean? We're, just, we're locked in at this point. We know what we are. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. We don't care. Just don't be a... That is it. I'm going to give you a quick comedy update really quick uh, because tickets are going on sale to this big Vegas date. I announced it on social media last night. It's going to be a blowout. It is November 5th at the Rocks Lounge at the Red Rocks Resort, November 5th. If you go to Ticketmaster, uh, you can hang out with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, in Vegas, November 5th. You could probably hang out with me November 6th and 7th, too, because if the past is any indication, I'm not going to have the money to fly back home. Uh, Me and Vegas never get along. You know those on-again, off-again couples that you've been with in your life over the course of time? You get back together every year and a half? just to remind yourselves why you weren't together in the first place. We've all had a few of those. That's me in Vegas. Every time I get on the plane to Vegas, I'm like, woo, here we go. This is going to be a wild one. And, you know, hour after I get there, I'm like, whose idea was this? But uh, I will be slanging some jokes November the 5th. It's a Saturday night at the Red Rocks Resort in Vegas. If you want to go, head down to Ticketmaster.com. Uh, you also have other opportunities to see me, of course. I am at the Encore in the Lake of the Ozarks next Friday, August the 19th. I will be in Carson, Nevada at the Nugget. That is Friday night, August the 26th, Saturday night, August the 27th. Tickets for that at ccnugget.com. And, of course, if you don't feel like leaving the house, you don't want to get off your butt, you can watch me on Tucker Carlson tonight. Tonight, it's going to be a wild one. But, yes, we're getting the band back together with the Tucker team. Tucker is on vacation, but the great Brian Kilmeade is going to be on the wheels of steel in the hot seat hosting the pants off of this thing. So that's kind of a win for the Fox News radio division because you got Kilmeade, your 9 to 12 guy, the flagship enterprise of this Fox News radio medium. And then, you know, he is kind of like, as Fox News radio goes, a cruise ship. He's a big carnival cruise line, seats 10,000 people. I'm like the raft from Captain Phillips. I'm like the Somali pirate who comes running along and drafts off a Kilmeade's wake. And I will be gladly doing so tonight. 
uh, on Tucker. So check it out. And now let's get into the rough stuff. Okay, I try to open the show with a little razzle-dazzle, lighten the mood. I always tell you, I'm like America's family dog. I show up with the tail wagon. You can pet my stomach, throw me a few tennis balls. It's generally a very feel-good show. However, the stuff going on right now with the FBI is absolutely just disgusting. It's not good, man. Okay, and I don't take any joy in saying that because I don't want to live in a country where everybody has their doubts about the FBI. But understand, prior to this even happening down at Mar-a-Lago, we have an FBI that we already know had falsified documents so they could get FISA warrants to spy on then-President Trump back in 2016. That's not right! But that's what they did. We know that now. Okay, we know the Mueller probe was completely engineered. It was a soft coup attempt. It was designed and completely wrapped around opposition research from the Clinton campaign and it was not it was not set did not set sail because they wanted to find collusion they knew there was no collusion because they knew the whole thing was based on James Comey leaking a false document as it pertains to a false narrative about Hillary Clinton's back channel claim that Trump was doing business with some alpha bank in Russia and they were all in on it and they were working to overthrow the election behind the scenes. Democrats are so full of crap. And by Democrats, I think Lincoln means the FBI as well because they were a part of this. So we have precedent for not wanting to trust the FBI and they've put us in a really bad spot because they still haven't acknowledged this Mar-a-Lago raid. I'm going to tell you what we know. Okay, all of the facts that can be shared at this point and that have been confirmed. Okay, Merrick Garland, that dirtbag, okay, has yet to speak on the fact that there were nine hours, nine hours worth of fishing going on at Mar-a-Lago. Thirty agents showed up. They took 12 boxes. They broke open Trump's private safe, found nothing. They also searched Melania's closet, we're being told. Bunch of perverts. I mean, really? <laughs> what are we doing in Melania's closet, okay? Looking for some, you know, sexy lingerie or something? Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. But they searched Melania's closet. Okay, they threw out Donald Trump's attorney. She says the agents would not let her inside. They initially refused to show her the warrant. They ultimately did. Okay, what we also know is the judge who signed the Trump warrant donated on multiple occasions to Barack Obama's presidential campaign and also had deep ties to Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, dude. This is ridiculous. It really is. Okay, and it very much reads like a fishing expedition in that they didn't go there, okay, knowing there was a crime. They went there in search of one. Okay, what we now know is Trump's attorneys were in negotiation with the DOJ. They had been there in January. They had been back in June. They were discussing another visit. Apparently, somebody didn't return an email. Somebody didn't get back to the FBI on time. So they're like, screw it. We're the FBI. We're raiding Mar-a-Lago. And here they are, raiding Mar-a-Lago in what looks brazenly political. Donald Trump ran against Joe Biden back in 2020. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And uh, he is likely to run against whoever the Democratic nominee happens to be in 2024. So this very much reads right now, until the FBI can prove otherwise, it reads like another political persecution, another effort in convincing American voters that Trump is up to no good. You know, just like they did with the Russian collusion thing. Did we find Russian collusion? The answer would be no. 
How about when they impeached him over wrongdoing in Ukraine? Did they find anything? The answer would be no. How about when they impeached him a second time after he was out of office in an effort to stop him from running again? Did they find anything there that claimed he criminally incited a riot? The answer would be no. Well, that was the charge. They've also had his tax returns for five years. Has anybody brought forth a charge on that? The answer would be no. So, I mean, if we're being honest, when it comes to this raid on Mar-a-Lago, I don't doubt that these people have a little bit of a boner for arresting Donald Trump. I don't doubt that they're capable of charging the guy. But again, does anybody expect the charges to stick? The answer would be no. It's all politics, man. And I feel bad saying that. I don't want to live in a country where people don't believe the top law enforcement agency in the land. That's not good for us because there's going to come a time when we need to believe them. It's no different than, you know, I said this yesterday, public health initiatives. The fact that nobody believes Anthony Fauci, that doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel bad. What if we have another pandemic? China gets all worked up. The Democrats need a midterm variant. They're like, all right, release the hounds. Is anybody going to believe what Dr. Fauci has to say? The answer would be no. And for good reason. So that's the problem, okay? We are not dealing right now. This is what we do know. We are not discussing, according to this warrant, a crime that would warrant the level of optics the FBI gave us, meaning this is a parking ticket, dude. People who have mishandled classified information, if they were Republicans, they paid like a $100,000 fine, got a little community service and did not go to jail. If they were Republicans, you know, if they were Democrats like Hillary Clinton, they did nothing. They got the your mother and I are very disappointed in you, Hillary. They got that speech from James Comey. OK, but it really does read Absent some type of briefing from the FBI about a targeted infraction, it really reads like, you know, another season of the Mueller probe, another season of the Ukrainian you know, impeachment. And again, I'm not here running the Donald Trump radio defense fund. I'm running the this is a third world nation type of move. This is a banana republic move. And when asked to deny that the Department of Justice is being weaponized against a political opponent, Karine Jean-Pierre could not do that, okay? Here it is. This is clip three. Is this administration weaponizing the Justice Department and the FBI against political opponents? Peter, the president believes in the rule of law. The president believes in the independence of the Department that, of Justice. That's a yes or no. Just no, is that is, no, it's a yes or a no for you. I'm answering the question. You may not like it, but I'm answering the question. Just, and I'm, no. No, I'm answering the question and I'm telling you that we are not going to comment. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. Understand, it is a yes or no question. If the Department of Justice is being weaponized against a political opponent, that is illegal. That is Banana Republic stuff. That is an optic that the White House should be hellbent on distancing itself from in this moment. Bingo. But the fact that she didn't just flat out give that answer. Okay, there's only one answer. Even if you are weaponizing the DOJ against Trump, you don't want to be known for that. You don't want to be caught doing that. You want to say, hell no. That's what you want to say. You weaponize the DOJ against political opponents. Hell no. And believe me, even in the past, when they were weaponizing the DOJ against political opponents like they did under Barack Obama, they still had the sense to get out there and be like, hell no. Tell it like it is. Okay, believe me. 
Obama knew they were spying on Trump's campaign. He knew that. We found that out. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But he still got out there with a straight face and denied doing it. Corrine Jean-Pierre, okay, this White House in general, they're too stupid, okay, to even take the proper position to create the appearance that they're not taking the improper position. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. Okay, here's Eric Trump. Okay, I want to throw him into this mix because he was on Fox's primetime last night with Jesse Waters. And he was talking about what we all know to be obviously true. Everyone I have spoken to who has a relationship with the Trump White House, some of them are literally related by family, by blood, uh, by marriage anyway. Some of them you heard on the show yesterday. Some of them are prominent lawmakers you hear on the show quite frequently. There's no version of this story where they raid Mar-a-Lago and Joe Biden isn't briefed on it. There's no version of this. Okay, the only way it's possible, the only way it's possible is if they didn't bother because they didn't think Biden could follow the story anyway. We have a president that is clearly not all there. Here's Eric Trump, clip one. This did not happen without Joe Biden's explicit approval. The White House approved of this. Mark, mark my words, Jesse, it will come out. I, I love you see the press secretary out there today. We had no knowledge of this at all. Give me a break. A field office wouldn't take, you know, they, they wouldn't even think about doing this without the sign off of the president of the United States. This is raiding one of the most famous houses on planet Earth, one of the most famous people, probably the most famous person on planet Earth. Give me a break. Joe Biden absolutely signed off on this. He knows what he's talking about. Again, the point he's making, and we need to impress this upon everyone listening, it's unprecedented for the FBI to be raiding the home of a former United States president. How unprecedented is it? It's never happened once in the history of our country. So if you're going to go there, there are certain ramifications to going there. There are certain chain of command issues. There are certain, you know, we got to run this up the flagpole. You know, that happens in my job. Okay, as a radio host, hey, I want to broadcast from here on next Tuesday. Is are we allowed to travel that day? Is there some event going on here at Fox that I need to be in town for? And they'll be like, yeah, we got to run it up the flagpole. Of course you do. Okay, just dotting your eyes, crossing your T's, man. Okay, and that's for a radio host. Okay, this is for the president of the United States of America. There is no world where they're like, hey. We're going to go raid the last presidential nominee's house. We're going to go raid the 45th president's house. Do we need to ask anybody about this? And they're like, no, of course not. No, why just go do what you do? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Okay, and I say it again and again and again, man. It really, it looks so bad for the FBI until we get a briefing with a targeted infraction. We were going there exactly because of this. This is a monster crime. This guy's doing 40 years in prison if he's found guilty. All right, if that's the case, you got those goods for the good of the country. Okay, I want justice to be served. But in this instance, we've essentially got a SWAT team responding to a parking ticket. Okay, this is a light radio show. I come on to call balls and strikes. And, yeah, we talk about serious issues, but we don't take ourselves seriously. But in this instance, the FBI looks completely full of And I have no choice but to sit here and call them out. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. 
The show not afraid to call out both sides of the aisle. He's the other side's worst nightmare. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Trying to have an honest conversation about this FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago. Doesn't seem like anybody's interested in having one. Uh, Donald Trump's attorneys have commented on the raid for the first time. Here is Alina Haba, uh, who flat out said they were forced to leave the room during the raid. This is clip four. What has happened is completely unconstitutional. It's a violation of the democracy that we have created. They are the people supposed to be defending the democracy. And instead, they are destroying it. Our country should be terrified. I am terrified. I can tell you that he was not only working with them, he was cooperating, there was nothing to hide, and he was working in tandem, allowed them into Mar-a-Lago, and the point is they went in when he wasn't even there and then told his attorneys to leave. They couldn't even be on premises. That doesn't sound good to me. What the hell is the world coming to? Here's Marco Rubio. He was on with Hannity last night, and uh, he kind of highlighted the fact that the judge who signed off on this ridiculous warrant is a judge. Understand, he's made three prominent political contributions, okay? He donated to Barack Obama's presidential campaign, donated $1,000 to that, donated $1,000 a second time to Obama's victory fund, and then he donated a third time to Jeb Bush's presidential campaign. There's a slob. There's a real slob. But that's his history, Judge Reinhardt. Here's Rubio talking about this, clip seven. Well, I actually don't think they went in looking for documents. I think that was probably their excuse that they found some Obama donor judge to write him a a ruse. Yeah, they found some Obama donor judge to write, not even a judge, a magistrate to to write and give them the search warrant. I think they went in there looking to see whatever they could find. Their argument is, all right, we were here looking for documents. We didn't find those, but look what we did find. Or who knows what happened while they were in there because the lawyers weren't allowed to see it. These people are obsessed. The far left, they will stop at nothing. People don't understand this is the playbook from all over the world. The far left believes that their cause is so worthy that anyone who is against it must be evil, must be a criminal, and must be punished and put away. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. But that's the point he hits there at the end, is that the people on the left, they have a real moral superiority thing. And they've just decided there's no world where Donald Trump can be a member of polite society because people like you who are also awful and terrible might vote for him again. It's so one note and it's just so lazy. Because right now, they haven't made any effort to dispel any of these accusations. They keep coming back to us with, well, the FBI, they wouldn't stage a raid like this unless they really had the goods on the guy. Wrong. Dude, the Mueller probe was a three-year exercise in showing us they didn't have the goods. And they did it anyway. That's the point. So in this moment... You know, when you look at the Mar-a-Lago nine hours and rider trucks and 12 boxes, so far all we know is there's nothing to be known other than that they're full of it. 
Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. Donald Trump's presidency is over, but for millions of Americans who devoted their entire lives to bashing him, the battle is just getting started. My car won't start, friggin' Trump. The Ex-President Hotline helps you find a way to move on with your life. The Ex-President Hotline. He's destroying this country and he deserves to be in jail. He's not in office anymore, ma'am. Take a deep breath. Don't mansplain to me. Hating a president is a good way to avoid your own problems. Unfortunately, presidents go away, but your problems don't. Where's the tow truck? Probably stuck in traffic because of Trump. The Ex-President Hotline. Giving millions of Americans an outlet they can vote for. Thank you for holding. I understand you're calling because you're still upset about Barack Obama. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. Oh, boy. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And, yes, the ex-president complaint line ringing off the hook in Washington right now. I really do think they're baiting Trump into running like they want him to run in 2024 and they want him to announce now. This is the thing everybody who listens and happens to be a Trump super fan needs to understand. I know a lot of you out there love Donald Trump. think He's the greatest thing in the world. And i got to be honest with you. Policy-wise, he was head and shoulders better than anything, anything. We're getting out of the woke left right now. I mean, if you look at every fa- every standard of living issue, whether we're talking about inflation, gas, the border, crime, the woke left has taken this country and proven Trump right in that everything woke turns to. OK, they have. So make no mistake about it. OK, Trump policies better than anything coming out of the woke left. That being said. As much support as Trump has, he also has that much opposition. And they are very passionate about hating this man. They hate him as much as you love him. Trump entering the race before the midterms does change the calculus of the midterms. And it makes this a referendum on are we mad enough at the FBI for raiding Mar-a-Lago versus are we mad enough at the people who caused inflation and a baby formula shortage and implemented a vaccine mandate and, you know, denied your kids an education if you lived in a blue state, indifferent to spiking levels of crime, you know, pushed woke bail reforms on communities that are leading to record levels of violence in the black community. The Democrats really have wrecked the country in astonishingly, you know, quick way. And if it becomes a referendum on that in the midterms, they're going to lose the Senate. They're going to lose the House. But they do know that if Trump gets into this race right now, it really does change the calculus and not in the way a lot of conservatives listening right now might think. They hate this man. They hate him so much that, again, Mueller probe, Okay, completely unwarranted. Shouldn't have happened. They falsified documents to get FISA warrants to spy on the guy. From there, they used this alpha bank narrative to railroad us into a James Comey-induced ploy to start a special counsel. Okay, something Trump was warned about by Mitch McConnell. Okay, let me play you this clip. Do you remember back? This is funny because I was thinking about this yesterday. When Trump was calling the Mueller probe a hoax, and it was a hoax, understand, We now know it was a hoax. There was no there there. 
But when Trump was out there hooting and hollering that it was a hoax, okay, if you remember, Chuck Schumer warned him, said back in 2017, better not mess with the intel community. They have six ways to get back at you. Here's clip 11. You take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. What do you think the intelligence community would do if they were motivated I don't know, to? but I, from what I am told, they are very upset with how he has treated them and talked about them. And we need the intelligence community. We don't know what's going on. Look at the Russian hacking. Without the intelligence community, we wouldn't have uh, discovered it. Do you and we... think he has an agenda to try to dismantle parts of the intelligence community? I mean, this form of Let me taunting you, hostility. Whether you're a super liberal Democrat or a very conservative Republican, you should be against dismantling the intelligence community. Chuck Schumer is a clown. Okay, and understand, what is he telling you there? No, you don't, you don't want to hurt their feelings. Because if their feelings are hurt, it sounds like their feelings are hurt. They'll act out on their feelings being hurt. I mean, seriously. Okay, he said that. Here's James Comey in 2018. Remember, understand where the Democrats were with the Mueller probe. You need to know this, dude. This is not me being running the Donald Trump, you know, def- radio defense fund. I get yelled at by this audience all the time. You guys are like, oh, you hate Trump. You're always like giving these measured critique because I got to be honest with you. I'm a real talk show host. I don't owe anyone my loyalty. Never will, man. That's just not how this gig works. I'm just a regular guy. I want to have honest conversations with you. I think he's better than any Democrat out there. So that's got to matter. But you also have to acknowledge the baggage. That being said, when the Mueller probe was a thing, the Democrats really, and I mean really, got into a place where they believed their own bull They believed it, okay? They believed he was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin because they had said it enough times on TV, never mind that they were all testifying behind closed doors, that they had no proof of collusion. The James Clappers, the John Brennans of the world, they were out there every night on CNN, MSNBC. Oh, there's collusion as far as the eye can see. It's incredible. And then when they got under oath, they were like, did you guys see any collusion? They were like, no. That's just how white folks will do you. Okay, but understand, they had created a death by a thousand cuts scenario that allowed them to get on the air every night and be like, the walls are closing in. You don't understand. He's going to take a perp walk out of the White House. His kids, I don't know, is he going to pardon them? Are they going to flip on them? Are they going to testify? People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. But people on the left did buy it. That's where the president's wrong. And people like... Chuck Schumer, people like James Comey, I'll play you a clip from them, were gleeful about the idea that this man could ultimately bring on his own political persecution at the hands of our intelligence community because he wasn't one of them. They wanted him stopped. At the height of the Mueller probe, they were all convinced, they were all convinced that this would be the end of the Trump presidency. But it was. It was a soft coup attempt. They knew going in it was BS. And they knew, though, that if there were enough anonymously sourced bombshells, if there were enough, you know, leaks out of the White House and this guy's got proof of that and that guy's got proof of this, even though they won't put their names on any of these reports, every one of these reports was anonymously sourced. They were run every night on liberal media channels anyway. The media is a bunch of losers. But it is such a bubble. I told you this when I went to the White House Correspondents' Dinner this year and really got to hang out. In these media circles, I went to all of their parties. 
hung out at the dinner itself, walked the red carpet. Just little old me, dude. Guy was driving a taxi five years ago. Okay, I really went there to research. I really went there to listen. I really went there to learn and understand what makes these people tick. They think they're morally superior. And because they don't talk to anybody like you or me that are beneath them, they're in this very insulated circle of thought that convinces them they're always right. They don't have self-awareness. They can't fathom that they might be wrong that the rest of the world might be looking at them like they're nuts. Here's James Comey flat out admitting because it was fashionable back then. He admitted to leaking classified information to trigger a special counsel. He also admitted that in order to dupe Donald Trump, he just flat out sent a few guys over to the White House because Trump was new to Washington, didn't know any better, didn't know what the implications were. Here's Comey flat out admitting it. Clip 12. You look at this White House now and it's hard to imagine two FBI agents ending up in the sit room. How did that happen? I sent them. Um, something we I probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with in a more organized investigation, a more organized administration. I thought it's early enough. Let's just send a couple guys over. <laughs> and so uh, we placed a call to Flynn, said, hey, we're sending a couple guys over. Uh, hope you'll talk to them. He said, sure. Nobody else was there. They interviewed him in a conference room at the White House Situation Room, and he lied to them. And that's what he's now pled guilty to. What did he think they were coming over there for? Uh, I don't think he knew. I know we didn't tell him. This guy's a serious ass. That's James Comey. I'll say it again. This guy's a serious ass. Flat out. Oh, no, we just sent guys over to the White House. They didn't know any better. In another administration... We might have been above board. We might have gone through the proper protocols, but we were taking advantage because what is Comey out there doing when he's selling his book? He's selling moral superiority to everybody who bought a ticket to the 92nd Street Y. People who are spectacularly prosperous, who live here in New York, who are miserable. There's no correlation between wealth and happiness. Everybody I know that's a Trump-hating lunatic liberal in this city fills up their bathtub at night and screams in it. Ah! Every night, they're lunatics, okay? They hate themselves. And that's who guys like James Comey appeal to. They show up on stage to remind the rest of the world, well, there's people we know better than. For instance, I entrapped Mike Flynn at the White House. Again, that was the FBI entrapping a guy. He pled guilty to a crime. Why? Because they were crushing him financially. They were coming after his family and were going to, you know, jeopardize the well-being of his own son. And understand what was Mike Flynn actually guilty of? Oh, I don't know. Just about nothing. That is correct. Okay. They created the perception that it was somehow illegal for the incoming administration to be back-channeling with their counterparts in other countries, which is standard operating procedure for any incoming administration. But again, they were out there all over the media crowing about how they were doing things underhandedly. Look at Chuck Schumer. Don't mess with the intel community. You hurt their feelings. They're going to come get you. They're going to have a vendetta. And here we are. All these years later, they're raiding Mar-a-Lago, and it looks a lot like a vendetta. These people don't hear themselves. They don't understand that we record this stuff, that we can play it back down the road, and it might put them in a bad situation to objective people. That's the problem the Democrats have right now. Okay, you have people who would otherwise not even like Trump. Okay, it's no different when Trump launched his presidential campaign. 
When Trump launched his presidential campaign, he never said the word, all Mexicans are drug dealers and rapists. He never said that. Yet they plastered it all over the New York Times and the Washington Post. That's why I don't read the newspaper. Because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. But you understand, okay, objective observers who watch the speech, who might have thought it was crass, who might not have even liked Trump, who might not have even had any interest in voting for Trump, they saw a light shown on the media. They saw as basically an unforced error on the media's part, because rather than letting Trump's words, which could have been problematic for some people speak for themselves, they tried to cartoon them and make them something other than what he said. That's the liberal thing. It's not what you said. It's what you meant. We know what you meant. You don't know what you meant. We know what you meant. It was a dog whistle. You're going to get people killed with that rhetoric. With what I said? No, no, but what you meant you said. That's what you got to understand. It's, it's not what you said. It's, it's what we can tell people that you might have said. They're crazy. No, it's insane. But you understand, in that moment, a lot of objective people were like, wow, they're really railroading Trump here. Because what did he say? He was talking about our unsecured border. And he was sending in, I don't believe Mexico is sending us their best. They're sending drugs. They're sending crime. They're sending rapists. And the rest, I assume, are good people. <laughs> Again, it's not a perfect line, but it's also not all Mexicans are drug dealers and rapists, which is what they ran with. This is what they've always been capable of, and that's what you need to know. I'm going to give you this Charlie Sykes clip really quick. So he's an MSNBC analyst, which, by the way, if anyone's ever looking for work in the media, if you can head across Sixth Avenue to NBC and just yell white supremacy, racism or Russia, dude, you got a gig like you. They will hire you in a second. Here is Charlie Sykes. Okay, flat out saying the Republicans, for some reason, they don't seem to be giving the FBI the benefit of the doubt. It's clip 17. It's one thing for the hardcore megaverse to uh, react with fury. But what you are seeing is across the board elected Republicans not giving the benefit of the doubt to the FBI, not uh, observing, um, you know, the uh, studied silence that you would normally do when uh, evidence is being gathered, but um, attacking the FBI, undermining the FBI, feeding this, this anger out there. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I mean, really think about that. Oh, all these Republicans. I'm not talking about the hardcore MAGA folks. I'm talking about the regular Republicans. They don't seem to be giving the FBI the benefit of the doubt. You know, the FBI that falsified documents to get a FISA warrant and spy on a presidential opponent during a campaign. Why wouldn't I don't understand? Why aren't you giving them the benefit of the doubt? You know, the FBI that entrapped Carter Page. It's really weird. I don't George Papadopoulos. I don't get it. You know, time was. The FBI could railroad a political opponent five different ways. People would exercise a little patience the sixth time they went after the guy. I don't understand. Just because they railroaded the guy the first five times doesn't mean the sixth time you should just jump to conclusions. Come on, Charlie Sykes. Don't you have any respect for yourself? We are living. We are living in the death of shame. And if the FBI wants the benefit of the doubt... They're going to have to start behaving like a credible institution. If the FBI wants us to take their word for it on Mar-a-Lago, they're going to have to give us a word on Mar-a-Lago. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be wrapping with Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody in the next hour. She's back on the show and does not sound like a big fan of this Mar-a-Lago raid. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. A lot of people feel that way, including Dennis, who is listening on the legendary WVMT up in Salisbury, Vermont. Yo, Dennis. Yo, Jimmy. Um, I guess I'm the leadoff caller, and uh, the game is in jeopardy. So let me see if I can pull it out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You remember uh, the old, you remember the old Roadrunner cartoons? The coyote would always paint on the highway through the desert, uh, uh, a highway through the desert, and a tunnel on the side of the mountain. And the Roadrunner would run down the highway and through the tunnel, mm-hmm. and the coyote would follow after him on his Acme rocket-powered skates and smash into the mountain as he tried to enter the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Now, wouldn't it be delicious, a delicious uh, tribute to the best Roadrunner episode if Trump, anticipating a raid someday on Mar-a-Lago, had marked boxes January 6th uh, Russian collusion <laughs> and inserted in them Hunter Biden laptop hard drive copies? <laughs> well, listen, that's really funny. And since I'm going to stick with your theme, since you're driving the bus here. Do you remember Michigan J. Frog, the greatest Warner Brothers cartoon ever, one froggy evening, the singing frog? Do you remember that one? Um, I can't say I do. Oh, you better go watch this. You know, the singing frog. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Well, anyway, guy finds oh, his... oh, 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 that guy. I yeah, just yeah. didn't know his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Right. Well, Michigan J. Frog, if you remember, every time the guy, guy finds a singing frog, but every time he shows the frog to other human beings, the frog is just a frog. It refuses to sing. Okay, and I think that's the problem the FBI has. They have convinced themselves they have this singing frog, but every time they go and show us something like, you know, the Mueller probe or the impeachments or this raid, the frog doesn't sing. There's not a there there. The point is we're in the same mind space, head space, which is probably not a good thing. But I like your idea of a prank. And honestly, if Trump didn't do that this time, he should do it next time, because if this one doesn't work, they're going to raid him again. That's right. And, you know, I, I was just thinking of all the money that the Coyote spent on Acme products. Imagine how many Big Macs he could have got at McDonald's. <laughs> Some big. De- well, with these inflation prices, we're going to get into him in the next hour. I don't know. He might have been better off spending on the Acme. But a great call as always, Dennis. We'll do it again, brother. Be well. Um, here's the thing, man. OK. If Trump comes through this, which he will. OK, he's gonna. If they had the goods, they'd tell you. They like to let this stuff drag out, okay? They want this over the Republican Party's head between now and the midterms. I promise you they do, okay? And when it's over, they'll be like, oh, well, yeah, it turns out to be a false alarm, and uh, nobody will care. We'll just move on. But I'm telling you, that's not how you're supposed to do this. They need to be held accountable. No, 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 you're doing it all wrong. I'm telling you because I care. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We're fired up. Got a big hour coming up. A plus-sized hour. You know those hours, you got to buy them at, like, Costco. They come in that giant box. You got to have a membership to take home an hour this big. Uh, It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody is going to be joining us in this hour to throw the challenge flag on the... FBI, the DOJ, which up until now has been silent on the raid at Mar-a-Lago. But she has been uh, pretty vocal in not only critiquing it, 
but the violations of decorum, of procedure, a lot of challenge flags being thrown. Like we're going to need Tommy John surgery by the end of this hour because there's a lot of challenge flags being hurled from the sidelines in regards to the FBI. But I bring up challenge flags because there are others being thrown when it comes to our economy. Uh, Joe Biden, he did in fact speak at the White House a short while ago. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And the White House is trying to take a victory lap on inflation similar to a victory lap uh, that CNN tried to run uh, a short while ago over on CNN.com. CNN is the worst. Let's start with them. Okay, here's the CNN headline. Price hikes took a breather in July, fueling hopes that inflation has peaked. Okay, so we'll start there. Now, in truth, okay, the price hikes, just so you know, Uh, Consumer prices increased 8.5% year over year. That's what they did in July. So this time a year ago versus this time right now, prices are up 8.5% year over year. However, they're claiming this is still a good thing because technically speaking, inflation was 9.1% last month. So, yeah, you're paying 8% more year over year, but CNN, the Democrats, the White House, they want you to believe that's a good thing. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Now, the reason CNN is being laughed at, just so you know, is the headline is this. Price hikes took a breather in July, fueling hopes that inflation has peaked. Then you go down two paragraphs. However, food costs continued to jump sharply, increasing by 1.1% over the month and rising 10.9% on a year-over-year basis, the largest increase since May of 1979. Food at home spiked 13.1% year-over-year. This could be a problem. I mean, not to CNN. It's just food. I mean, come on. Who's even eating food? I'm like, yo, CNN, unless you're broadcasting exclusively to supermodels, Okay, the fact that food is up 13.1% is a really big deal, you understand. Okay, but again, they tried to massage these numbers. Oh, look, things are doing better now. Sing the theme song from the Jeffersons. Last month, inflation was 9.1%. This month, yeah, still at its highest number in 40 years. But I'm telling you, this is a good thing. Come on, don't bullshit me. It's exactly what Joe Biden did. So let me pivot to him for a second. Another challenge flag being thrown. Biden gets out there with a straight face today. It's fascinating stuff, man. I say this all the time. We're living in the death of shame. People are willing to tell you anything, anything in front of a camera. No regard for, you know, how it reflects on them. Here is Biden saying there was 0% inflation in the month of July. Now, I just flat out read you the CNN uh, editorial. Runway inflation took a breather in July, they're calling it, with consumer prices increasing by 8.5% year over year. So inflation was up 8.5% in July. But here is Joe Biden with a straight face telling you there was no inflation. Clip 22. Before I begin today, I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. Here's what that means. While the price of some things go up, went up last month, the price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, zero inflation last month. But people were still hurting. But zero inflation last month. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. I mean, again, did you hear that? 
Zero inflation last month. You know how many times he said zero inflation last month in that clip I just played you? Four. Four times. He just told you there was zero inflation last month. However, last month, inflation was 8.5%. The problem Joe Biden has for real, and you understand, this guy has run for president in the past and been thrown out for lying, thrown out for plagiarizing. If you remember the old clip I played you about him saying he graduated first in his law class and was the only guy to receive a full scholarship. He wound up dropping out of that campaign in 88 because it turned out he was in the absolute bottom of the class and he didn't get a scholarship. But he was out there with a straight face, of course, you know, way back then. This is 1988. Lying his face off. Biden sucks. Okay, and he's doing it here again at the White House. Let me play it for you one more time. It's clip 22. Before I begin today, I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number, zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. Here's what that means. While the price of some things go up, went up last month, the price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, zero inflation last month. But people are still hurting. But zero inflation last month. You told some of the biggest lies that I've ever heard of in my whole life. So if you keep it score at home, inflation last month was actually at 8.5%. But this is the brazen lie. And they do this all the time, dude. They had all the time. Okay? And they don't care. And that's the problem we have. Like Joe Biden can't, you know, campaigns, he operates in 2022 like it's 1982, meaning nothing he's saying is going to be heard by anybody who's not in the room. I don't think he knows TV exists. I don't think he knows the Internet exists. I don't think he knows cell phones exist and that this stuff gets documented and easily verified. When Joe Biden said that today at the White House, it was all over Twitter within 30 seconds of him saying it because everybody who watched him say it was like, dude, zero inflation. This guy's full of That's what they all said. That's why I saw the clip. That's the only reason we're playing it for you on the show is the minute he said it, everybody watching it said the same thing. Hey, where's the challenge flag? I'm going to throw it at the screen. Okay, here he is again, just brazenly lying. And I bring this up because there's a bigger lie. Okay, inflation's a thing. It's not good. It's up 8.5% year over year, and we're all getting smoked. Okay, real inflation. Okay, the issue you're dealing with when you go to the grocery store is the fact that inflation is growing at a higher rate than wages. So even if you were one of the people who have recognized the 5% wage growth, you're still paying 8.5% more at the cash register, which means you, by default, are making less money. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, but that's a problem. But you compound that problem with the fact that this stupid climate change bill they're calling it a, you know, Inflation Reduction Act. That is a fact check false. Okay, we all know that, number one, it doesn't reduce inflation. It's more of the spending that got us into the mess. We're drinking ourselves sober for all intents and purposes. That's the, that's the premise here. Yeah, we're in big debt. Yeah, that $1.9 trillion we printed and spent last time around wasn't enough, so we're going to print and spend even more money this time. That is financial lunacy. And how are they going to pay for it? Okay, with tax increases. They have hired 87,000 
IRS agents. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. And again, what is Joe Biden, what is the White House telling us? They're telling us, oh, no, that's a Republican talking point. We didn't really hire 87,000 agents to, you know, audit the middle class. No, come on, man. We're going to go after the rich. That's what we're going to do. But understand this. okay? the rich don't ever wind up paying more in taxes. Why? Because the rich can pay attorneys. The rich can pay the accountant. The poor they pay the IRS. Correct mundo. I have a tweet right now on Twitter, which by the standards of my account, because I'm not like a guy who lives on Twitter, uh, but I have a tweet on Twitter that's got massive numbers. Like I guess it, you would have to say it's a viral tweet, and it's just me telling a story of back in 2009. When Lincoln was born uh, in November of 2008, back in 2009, I spent the eve, okay, on Jenny's very first Mother's Day. Uh, we spent that previ- that evening... Uh, preparing for the following day's audit. I was a cab driver. I was making about $20,000 a year. I hate to brag, ladies. <laughs> but I was a cab driver. I was making about $20,000 a year. And me and Jenny got audited. That can't be good. And the basic claim was that, you know, ba- people who make that small amount of money, as we did at the time, you qualify for things like earned income credits and stuff like that, that the IRS winds up auditing. 90% of the audits in this country are on people making less than $30,000 a year. So when they tell you they're increasing the staff by 87,000 agents, but in the next breath, nobody in the middle class has anybody to worry about, I'm just telling you because I care. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm mm-hmm. You're going to get audited more. Okay, the key language they, Jared Bernstein, keeps giving when he goes on TV, the Biden advisor, relative to previous years. Audits aren't going to go up very much at all. That's very much legalese. Okay, but they always, at a time when you're being crushed by inflation, at a time when they just printed and spent more money, okay, they always raise taxes to pay for this garbage, and the burden always falls on you, the lower-class, middle-class pinata. Okay, because if they hit you, a couple hundred bucks will fly out. A thousand bucks will fly out. I've been audited three times since 2009. The most recent was my 2019 tax return. Now, to the credit of the IRS, every agent I've dealt with has actually been like cool, cool, very cool, uh, friendly as hell, you know, very patient with me in getting my documentation together, gave me a lot of direction. And I think, to be honest with you, um, you know, I, I couldn't have asked for more pleasant people to interact with. Because I do my taxes myself on TurboTax. I always, do, I always have since my cab driving days. I just couldn't afford an attorney, uh, you know, uh, accountant back then. But the thing is, the reason they do audit people like you and me is because we can't fight it. Okay? And in some instances, we do make honest mistakes. Every single time I've been audited, the end result in aggregate of the three audits is I've probably owed them about $1,000. But they thought it was worth the time to look into the little guy for that $1,000, for that $2,000, for whatever the honest mistake you made wound up costing you. And to be clear, if I owe you the money, I want to give you the money. I'm not trying to rip them off. If that's what I owe them, they should take my money. I'm only sharing these stories so you understand that it is a complete myth that they're only going after the rich. There's no world where the rich are the only ones getting audited. They're adding 87,000 Agents, 87,000, and telling you, no, no, 
We're not going to raise audit levels. That's that's not why you're bringing 87,000 people. Come on, man. If I was, you know, came home tonight and Lincoln had 87,000 red solo cups, I would assume he was probably throwing a keg party. I would, because that's the only reason you'd have 87,000, you know, solo cups. He's not building a fort, you know. He's not playing some type of dominoes. It's, you know, keg party. Okay, same thing with agents. That's what they do. Okay, but when they try to tell us with a straight face that, no, that's not what this is. Okay, it's just another lie from the Biden White House. That's all we're talking about. That's all we're ever talking about. Because if there's one thing they've been consistent on, this whole administration is being completely full of up so much crap the country's worried he's lying like it's going out of style you can't hide joe biden's lies for a while they made some Listening to the most addictive show on the radio. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking with Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody in the next break. Just when you thought people couldn't be any more cynical about the FBI and the stacked deck in Washington, D.C., we get this update. Kevin Kleinsmith, he is the guy who pled guilty to forging documents in the Trump-Russian collusion probe. He is the gentleman who pled guilty to forging the documents in order to get FISA warrants to engage in spying on a presidential campaign. He has been returned to good standing according to the D.C. Bar Association. So a guy who pled guilty, pled guilty to forging documents to trigger an investigation on a political opponent has been restored in good standing, according, okay, to the District of Columbia Bar Association, despite not even fully completing his probation sentence. Yo, do you dig what I'm saying here? 
They don't care about the rule of law. You know, justice is supposed to be blind. Forget about it, dude. Forget about it. Justice is on Instagram and it is looking at every single case to see if there's an R or a D next to the person's name. He knows what he's talking about. That is every single case. Former senior FBI lawyer who was found guilty of forgery in the Trump Russia probe has been restored to good standing status by the District of Columbia Bar Association despite not fully completing his probation sentence. According to real and clear investigations, the bar had a record of repeatedly accommodating Kevin Kleinsmith, a now convicted felon who pled guilty in August of 2020 to falsifying a document that was the basis for a surveillance warrant against former Trump campaign official Carter Page. After receiving a 12-month probation sentence, which he first agreed to, Kleinsmith was expected to have his attorney designation stripped. However, the D.C. bar did not pursue that course of action, despite long-standing precedent surrounding lawyers committing crimes in legal matters. Yo, do you get what a scam that is? So this is a dude who forged documents to spy on the Trump campaign. They're openly, honestly, they're openly in the, you know, Department of Justice right now. They're openly in the in Washington, D.C., in the swamp, literally just saying, like, F you. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, we 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 raided Trump and it doesn't really look like we had much of a reason. F you. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, this guy's a convicted felon, but he can practice law with no further ramifications. F you. What are you going to do about it? Yo, that's what's going on right now. I'm telling this is brazen. This is brazen. This is your Justice Department when it comes to Trump. This is the legal community when it comes to Kleinsmith saying none of the facts matter. The rule of law doesn't matter. Decorum, standards, decency, blind justice, all of it right out the window. Because if you're a Democrat, we got your back. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. reality with a bit of insanity it's fox across america with jimmy Fallon. oh that is us and you find us here in fine spirits because joining us now on the show not only the superstar attorney general from the great state of florida one of the few people crazy enough to come on the show twice ashley moody back in the house hey girl Thank you for saluting my bravery. I think that is much deserved. Appreciate that. Well, listen, nobody bet this in Vegas, including myself. I thought we did that last one, a couple of jokes about your son, and I was like, well, it was nice knowing her. (laughs) Glad to be with you. Thanks for the invitation. Of course, of course. Well, let's just start here because you guys are pretty happening in the news, as always, down there in Florida. You've been pretty vocal in criticizing this Trump raid. The optics to me, I just want to start there. Based on what we know, the limited knowledge they've given us about this warrant, doesn't it kind of seem like, you know, this is the equivalent of a parking ticket and we got almost a SWAT raid in response to it? Yeah, I think that is the concern that so many people have, regardless of political party, by the way. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people have said this seems very strange when what what we presume is a, a document dispute or, you know, people leave jobs and take things with them all the time. And if that is, in fact, and we're all we're all presuming too because yes, we course. don't have the affidavit. Mm-hmm. But if that's what it is, it does seem to be an uh, you know an overstep or maybe an overwhelming tactic that when we could have used subpoenas. You know, I've been a federal prosecutor. I was a judge many times. You can get documents through less invasive investigatory 
steps. So I, I think a lot of people were shocked, and they just want assurance from the administration that the DOJ is not being uh, weaponized to suppress political opposition, as is done in so many other nation states that you know that we warn against all the time. Venezuela, Cuba. You know, we just want assurance. And I've been surprised, quite honestly, that the president hasn't come out. And made those assurances. Yeah, and that's a great point because they were asked yesterday at the White House, you know, and I would think they would want to distance themselves from the perception that they're weaponizing the DOJ. But it hasn't been a concern so far. I mean, Karine Jean-Pierre flat out just said uh, we can't comment on this, which, again, to be weaponizing the Department of Justice is something you'd want to say a hard no to. The fact that they've kind of left it open ended, I think, is concerning. And I think that's. Well, the, yeah, go exactly. ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, as exactly. Executive leaders, we have to assure citizens that, you know, invest, criminal investigations, search warrants, invasions of privacy, those are done when we, uh, in very limited circumstances, right? And they're done for the preservation of safety and to assure compliance with criminal laws. And we have to continuously assure citizens that. We will never use criminal investigatory agencies for political purposes, that they're always independent and fair. We have that responsibility as executive leaders. So I think it was a missed opportunity. And more than that, you were you were suggesting this. You know, yesterday they rolled out not Biden mm-hmm. because they kept telling us he's coughing. He's the, mm-hmm. not Biden, but they roll out this press secretary who always has to refer to notes, is clearly not up to the task of mm-hmm. this important consequential event. And, you know, 12 different ways of posing the questions, five different reporters. And all she can say is we're not going to comment. And specifically when asked, just say yes or no. Are you going to weaponize or is the administration through the uh, FBI weaponizing the political process to suppress opposition? She would not answer. And I just think that is a missed opportunity for the assurance of the American people. Yeah, and I agree. We're talking to Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody back on the show. And, you know, in poker, if you're playing poker, this is called a tell. When you see the other player, you know, exhibit some type of body language that kind of tips off their hand. And I think the reason so many people are asking this question is there's a little bit of a precedent here. Okay, this is an FBI that... You know, let's be honest, wasn't exactly above board in getting the Mueller probe started. Uh, You know, right now, we've just learned that in D.C., the Washington Bar Association has restored Kevin Kleinsmith to good standing. He's a convicted felon who forged documents so they could spy on Carter Page. So it's not like we owe the FBI the benefit of the doubt. And that's what I wanted to ask you is, as an attorney general, are you concerned that what appears to be the politicization of the DOJ is going to make it harder for people to believe them if, in fact, they tell us they have something on trial? Trump. I think there's a lot of people in the country that don't even buy it. Look, in a, in a free nation, you have to have trust and faith that your agencies and the government is acting, especially in these types of, of instances, that they're acting w- with no bias, completely independent. Uh, you know, think about this. In other, in other nation states that are led by totalitarian governments or, or dictators, you know, they will use their investigative resources to target their citizens, to allege that they're inciting violence, it, you know, go after them for what they call laws against hate. Mm-hmm. And they will do this as a way to suppress opposition. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, it's it's really concerning. You know, I think Democratic Representative Eric Swalwell came out and said Republicans are fomenting violent chaos in the wake of FBI's Trump raid. Well, I think it is incumbent upon Americans, regardless of party right yeah. now, to demand accountability and assurances that our criminal investigative agencies aren't being used in a partisan way. And I do think you're right. This latest event is an event that is causing concern, not just because it's unprecedented to do a search warrant on a former president of the United States, not just because of that event, but because of all of the concerning events that led up to that and might might so doubt if that the, the independence of the FBI is there. And as a not just as the attorney general now, but as a former judge, as a former federal prosecutor, I think that is crucial for a free nation. And, you know, you can't call it sowing violence or fomenting violence yeah. when you're just demanding assurances that your government is operating the way it was set up and meant to. Well, again, that's that's generally their playbook, though, is that whenever they don't want to deal with an issue, the accusation becomes, well, this could lead to violence. So, you know, that thing everybody's worked up about, let's just not do anything. And the problem gets worse. Would you... Um, do you expect some type of statement or acknowledgement from the DOJ on this? Because it doesn't seem like we're getting one. I think it would be a mistake if they don't come out and make – even if they do not start talking about what supported any sort of affidavit and the search warrant, even if they don't get into details of the investigation, which I believe everybody would want to know. Everybody's just speculating. and They want to know what supported this. I'm not saying that they don't, but at the very least come out and make some sort of statement about the procedural necessity to for a full-on raid of a former president's home, uh, make some assurances about maintaining independence of the FBI as an agency, which is causing so much concern. I, I do think that's appropriate. And I, I think for the good of that agency right now, mm -hmm. in this moment in time, that, that should be done. Yeah, I mean, I think on the most basic level, if we could re remove our careers from the conversation and just talk as parents, if you were taking any type of measure in the home to uh, take away a toy or take away the TV remote or whatever it is, you usually tell the kids why, no? Is what I well, would the, think. You know, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I, I always believe that the president of one of the, the greatest country in the history of, of our world, you know, it is incumbent upon them to offer assurances and guidance and leadership and comfort to the American citizens. Yeah. And, you know, I think we keep, you know, we keep telling ourselves, okay, regardless of the fact that uh, sometimes he doesn't lay out things completely clearly mm -hmm. or he doesn't have a full demand or command of a subject we sometimes we comfort ourselves that he's got a team around him that are keeping our our country on the right path and the right direction and and there's no way <laughs> they're going to let us take a complete you know mm -hmm. you know right turn off 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 a course of safety but more and more as we're seeing open borders yeah. crime like we've never seen it i mean i can read you a list mm -hmm. So they're rolling out this press secretary who seems completely not up to the task and yeah. that she's not conveying assurances. And, no. I, you know, I think we just need someone w with strong um, a position on this that says, I will not let that happen. And I think it's pretty suspect 
that we're not hearing that from anyone, Great. not even a press secretary. No, nobody. I mean, I think the press secretary, she's angling for an endorsement deal from a binder company. Because every time she speaks, the binder gets held up. She goes through it for 12 pages. When I was a little kid, we had, like, trapper keepers in, like, middle school. Do you remember trapper keepers? Uh, of course. Do I remember trapper keepers? <laughs> of course. It's like asking if I remember members-only jackets. <laughs> oh, wow. I keep forgetting how much swag you have, Ashley Moody. You, you know, you're the Florida Attorney General. You know, we don't necessarily think members-only the minute we get you on the phone. But, yeah, you probably do. You probably have some old-school Jordash. Gosh, she even knows. Now that we've opened up a real fashion rabbit hole here, you're going to get raided it's, next. They're going to raid your true. closet. We could do a whole show on that. Yes. the ne- Well, the, the next time you're on, the FBI will have raided your closet, too. They raided Melania's. I guess they're going to go for yours next. I don't know. Uh, listen, it's crazy. And I you know, appreciate you being an adult voice in this room and, and you know, trying to give us some clarity because we're not getting any anywhere else. And I just, you know, again, I hope for the good of the country because we're in a really bad place right now because nobody does trust the FBI, certainly not after the Mueller probe. When I say nobody, I mean nobody who supports President Trump feels like he's getting a fair shake here. And that's a dangerous place to be in, you know, and I, I hope sooner rather than later we just get some real clarity. But I don't really get the feeling that it's coming. I mean, this almost feels like, you know, shut up, we'll do what we want, like almost a little bit of a flex by the Justice Department, because when I read that they were in constant communication and it seems like they they were there in January, they were there in June. From what we're reading now, there was a communication breakdown in July. So they were like, screw it, we're raiding your house. I mean, that that sounds like a flex to me. And I think, you know, you being an attorney general in a state, that's never how you're trying to administer justice is just because. Uh, but right now, until we know further, it seems like a just because, doesn't it? Well, you know, when you're, do, when you're handling cases, and I spoke about this uh, recently, you want to be assured that regardless of your political persuasion, regardless of your political alliances, that every case will be treated the same. And I do think there is a tension there. Uh, they're trying pre- presumably to treat this as, as any other case. And as you know, many times in these investigations, documents are sealed, statements are not made. Mm-hmm. The problem is this isn't like any other case. This is a move that has been made that is of historic proportions. We've never seen anything like this in our in the history of the United States where a former president's home has been raided. And so I do think that is a consideration in light of other allegations against this uh, federal agency they need to take into account and, and make a very strong assurance to the American public that that this indeed is an organization that can be trusted and relied upon. I think it's actually very sad mm-hmm. that this has happened in this way because yeah. I was very much hoping as we moved forward that that credibility could be uh, built back up and that the American public could start trusting this agency. Uh, and, you know, everyone, everyone could start trusting this agency because it's important for a country like ours. And so it was. It's, I think it's a very sad day that we are – Back to this point, and I do think it demands a unique consideration on whether or not this case is different, and there should be a public statement, and I've advocated that there should. Well, no, that's that's why we love you, Ashley Moody. So let's hope we can make this third interview a reality. A lot of people will lose money in Vegas if you come on this show a third time. <laughs> I, I believe your publicist will lose their job if you come on a third time. You'll probably fire them, but the point is we'd love to have you back. Uh, third time's a charm. There it is. We'll be back soon. I'll have my members only jacket on. See you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye. There she goes. The great Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody.
And what is she asking for here? Clarity. What's all we're asking for? Clarity. People are trying to dismiss this. It's like, oh, you right-wing MAGA lunatics mad about what the FBI did. I mean, let me ask you this question. It's really simple. Okay, if Trump is the president and they raid the home of the ex-president Barack Obama over something like presidential archives, classified information, understand the difference between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. I just, you, just so you get this. Donald Trump is the president of the United States. He has the highest declassification authority in the country. Nobody is higher. He can wave his hand and declassify any document that's in his house. Do you understand? So when Donald Trump is potentially accused of mishandling classified information, the designation over whether or not it's classified is not up to the prosecutor. It's not up to the people raiding his house. It's actually up to him. Okay, in Hillary Clinton's situation, as a former secretary of state, there were limits to her authority, meaning people above her were determining what was and wasn't classified. Okay, she was found to have deleted 35,000 emails on her server, sent and received classified information in unprotected ways, Ultimately, when James Comey explained why they weren't charging her, he spent two minutes telling you why they should and then said, well, you know, in the end of the day, this was just negligence and we're going to let her go. But what was the justification? They said they don't want to put their thumb on the scale during an election. But here we are just months away from the midterms and their thumb, their palm, their forearm, their elbow all over the scale. This is politics as usual. Tackling issues of the day in an easy way. He's all man. He's a big, strong-looking guy. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Man, we were talking about challenge flags in this hour. Listen to this garbage from Time Magazine really quick. So Monday, what were we all talking about? We were talking about 87,000 IRS agents. They're adding 87,000 IRS agents. There's no way this isn't going to increase audits. You'd have to be a crazy person not to think it's going to increase audits. Time Magazine framing uh, a rebuttal to this claim, and they're contextualizing it as if this is some type of response to the raid at Mar-a-Lago. Since news broke Monday night... That the FBI searched former President Donald Trump's South Florida home, Republican members of Congress and right-wing media figures have launched a new line of attack against Democrats that the Internal Revenue Service intends to use nearly $80 billion in new funding to pursue similar intrusions on average Americans. The only problem here is this is not a response, number one, to the raid on Mar-a-Lago, because we've all been saying it for two weeks. But do you see how they're trying to shield the claim? The media is a bunch of losers. Can't play that drop enough. But here's the Time Magazine quote. There's only one problem. It's not true. According to a Treasury Department official, some anonymous source in the Treasury Department, the funds would cover a wide range of positions, including IT technicians, taxpayer services, support staff, as well as experienced auditors who would be largely tasked with cracking down on tax evaders. This is why nobody trusts the media. Headline, two paragraphs down, 
thing that completely contradicts the headline. Since news broke, okay, again, this story, this claim has been made on my show for two weeks. It's been made by Republican members of Congress for two weeks because when we heard that the bill was going to add 87,000 IRS agents, we logically concluded this was because they planned on auditing people. Again, you don't go to the drugstore and buy 87,000 condoms because you're spending the weekend on you porn. Okay, but here we are. Okay, with them trying to tell us again, it's not true. They're not going to increase audits. We're just hiring IT techs, taxpayer support staff, as well as experienced auditors who'd be largely tasked with tax evasion. They're going after, okay, more tax revenue because they've spent themselves senseless. But the problem is the rich can afford attorneys, the poor can only afford to pay up and get back to work. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country on the planet. That is us. We've got championship caliber talent. We're not really playing championship ball right now. We could probably use a coaching change uh, as far as our president of the United States is concerned. The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. A lot of people feel that way. We're going to get into it in this hour with Ted Bott. He is a representative from the 13th Congressional District of North Carolina, also a candidate for Senate, also a man who is not happy. With Joe Biden's reconciliation bill, this climate spending agreement, this thing that's going to weaponize the Department of, wow, excuse me, the IRS. They've already weaponized the Department of Justice. The point is the country's a mess. We're going to clean it up in this hour at 888-788-9910. There's a lot going on in Washington. We're getting new details on the Trump raid. We've also got Trump sitting in today with New York Attorney General Letitia James. Uh, He did not, in fact, did not uh, give any testimony as it pertains to his tax returns. He pled the fifth. Uh, But we will continue to update that story as it develops. And, yes, we are going to revisit the idea that the IRS is hiring 87,000 new agents. But before we do any of that, today is an anniversary on this show and in this country. If you remember, the state of New York used to have a governor by the name of Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy! And of course, Hansi Andy, he resigned one year ago today. uh, He announced he was going to resign. He put in his own two weeks notice. He gave himself his two weeks notice uh, after he was outed for being a little too frisky around the office. You ever seen a grown man naked? That was Hansi Andy. And I revisit this and I highlight this is because the Cuomo story, and I harped on this a lot at the time, it's a lot like the FBI raid in that it's very emblematic of us as a people doing politics wrong. What I mean by that is to start with the Department of Justice. If they're raiding Donald Trump as a former United States president, something that has never been done in the history of this country, okay, that's a bad thing for you, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. Why is that a bad thing for you? Because if we live in a country where the Department of Justice can be weaponized against political opponents, that's not America. That's not a republic. That is a banana republic. It's a bad thing. It sets a dangerous precedent for the Republicans to ultimately reclaim power and spend their time going after the Democrats. It just puts us in a perpetual tug of war in which they fight for power instead of fighting for our interests. 
Now, a lot of people are fine with this raid on Trump. Why? Because it's bad for Trump. They hate Trump. They hate the Republicans. Woo, this is a good thing for me because they're going after those guys. It's not how this works. This was no different than when Twitter banned Donald Trump. If you remember, everybody was celebrating. They're like, oh, of course the big tech oligarchs should be in charge of who can and can't participate in the public square. They own the companies. So shut up. And then when Twitter was getting ready to change hands to somebody who might ultimately let Trump back onto Twitter, all of those same people were like, what do you mean? Twitter can't sell to somebody. You see, this is the dangerous precedent when you're not playing the long game, when you are a prisoner of the moment. You'll often go along and justify egregious things from your party simply because it means beating the other one. Bingo. Which brings me to the former governor of New York, Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! Now, if you remember Cuomo, big of a dirtbag as there is in politics, Cuomo, in the run-up to the 2020 election, was being built up by the media as a means of tearing down Donald Trump. What I mean by that is every day in the height of the COVID hysteria, we were being told, oh, Cuomo's the man. Listen to these briefings. This guy's really on top of it. Why can't Trump be more like Cuomo? That was always the claim. And every day they would hit Trump with a new line of attack. And when there was an answer for that line of attack, I'll give you several examples. They just moved on to a new one. If you remember, it started out with, oh, we don't have enough hospital beds in New York. This is crazy. Trump targeting a blue state. He wants you to die. And what did we find out? That within days, Trump had opened up a makeshift hospital in the Jacob Javits Center and sent the USNS Comfort up from Norfolk, Virginia, to supply additional hospital capacity right there next to the Javits Center. Now, thankfully, by the grace of God, we wound up not needing that capacity. But the media didn't go, huh, I guess we were wrong about that one. Turns out Trump did have the beds, did supply the blue state with what they needed. No, they moved on to the next thing. What did they say? Oh, New York doesn't have enough ventilators. Trump wants you to die. Do you believe this? I can't believe he's screwing the blue states. Never mind that getting put on a ventilator increases your chances of dying exponentially. But the fact remains, New York wound up with so many ventilators within days that they wound up, again, by the grace of God, not needing them. But they ultimately wound up sending them to other states and countries because there was a surplus. And that was the recurring theme. They were building up Cuomo. Oh, look at Cuomo's measured decorum. He gives these press conferences where he's just so nice and he's so reassuring. Yeah, it's because he doesn't have partisan activists masquerading as journalists coming up. And, yeah, I have a question. Why are you literally Hitler? Why are you going to get us all killed? Understand that when it comes to COVID, Trump fought COVID. He fought COVID day in and day out. The media, the media, they fought Donald Trump every day. Do you remember when Trump banned flights from China on January the 27th of 2020? The media was like, oh, this is xenophobia. Come on, man. It's going to be a spike in hate crimes. How dare you ban flights from China? Never mind that that's where the case is from. Okay. But what happened two months later? Okay. On March the 9th, on the day we launched this radio show, Joe Biden had one of his first open rallies of the campaign season. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. Okay, people like Hansi Andy Cuomo were encouraging people to get out and go to Chinese New Year celebrations. Nancy Pelosi 
was out encouraging people to come down to Chinatown as the pandemic was hitting our shores. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. But they were doing that. Why? Because they were trying to portray Trump as xenophobic and as overreacting to the virus. No, no, it's fine. Get out and gather. Everything's going to be fine. And then when things weren't fine, what did those same people turn around and do? They go, oh, Trump waited too long to act. Do you believe this maniac? He should have acted sooner. Okay, again, they were yelling at him for acting too soon in January. By March, they were saying he waited too long. Do you get it? It's nonsense. And the one constant throughout that period Okay, is we were living in such a hyper-partisan time that if you were a Democrat, you didn't see the ridiculousness of these attacks on Trump because you didn't care if they were ridiculous. You just wanted your side to win. Okay, you also didn't care that Hansi Andy Cuomo, that dirtbag, had signed what? An executive order mandating that nursing homes take infected coronavirus patients to live with the most vulnerable members of our society. That's stupid. Use your common sense. It's not only stupid, it's borderline criminal. If you remember, Cuomo gave nursing homes civil and legal immunity. Hey, I know you don't think this is a good idea, but here is civil and legal immunity. You can't get sued. You can't go to jail. Now, let's be honest, okay? If I was inviting you out for a party tonight and I said, listen, now, before you come, I just want you to understand I'm going to give you civil and legal immunity before you come to this party. That's all I can tell you about the party. You'd have to assume we're going to be engaged in some pretty rowdy stuff if I need to legally indemnify you against getting sued or arrested, which is what Cuomo did, meaning Cuomo knew, and he knew and he knew, that what he was doing was wrong. You are correct, sir. And understand, he then went on to do what? Write down the number of nursing home deaths that occurred under his watch as a result of his executive order because he was trying to get a book deal. His own top aide, Melissa DeRosa, flat out outed him for falsifying a death count in nursing homes so he could go write a self-congratulatory book on how to handle the pandemic in the middle of the pandemic. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Understand, Cuomo committed the football equivalent of dumping the Gatorade on himself at halftime of a game he wasn't even winning just so he could get a $5 million book deal. And, oh, by the way, the media was right there to praise him at every turn, and they even gave him an Emmy. New York's Andrew Cuomo has become an outspoken voice in this crisis with his blunt and sobering assessments. You were there for us, and I go, oh, he's smart, and you were honest. You exposed a lot of your own vulnerabilities. A very buzzed about topic about you is your love life. You've been commended for your clear and your calm leadership. Congratulations, Andrew, on your much-deserved Founders Award. You and your brother Chris tied as the most desirable men in New York. Is it true that this was the swab that the nurse was actually using? In scale, this was the actual swab that was being used. I was going to be nice and sweet. I just want a yes, no. I'm surrounded by idiots.
None bigger than Joe Biden, who, oh, by the way, called Cuomo the gold standard. And the answer is, I, I don't fully know. We've been leaving it to the governors. Thank God the governors have been moving. Your governor in New York's done one hell of a job. He, I think he's, he's sort of the gold standard. Yo, understand, the governor got people killed in nursing homes. That's the guy Joe Biden called the gold standard. The governor got ran out of town by the media on sexual harassment allegations. Why? Because it was a convenient out. If you get him out for sexual harassment, you don't have to go back and revisit the six months in which you were complicit in him committing elder side in nursing homes. Andrew Cuomo got people killed, wrote down the death toll, was outed by his own top aide for doing so. And the media never went anywhere near the story. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. And I bring all of this up on the one-year anniversary as a reminder of why I do the show I do. You can't, I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care if you're doing it. You can't devote your life to being mad and hating the other people. That's how we all get screwed as a result. Andrew Cuomo should be in prison, straight up in prison. Okay, but Andrew Cuomo got a free pass for the real crimes he committed because people were rooting for their party harder than they were rooting for their country. And understand, in those nursing homes, it weren't all Republicans dying. It was everybody's parents dying, everybody's grandparents dying. That's not how COVID works. It doesn't knock on the door and ask who you voted for. It just got you and it just killed you if you happen to be one of the unfortunate souls who lost their lives to COVID. But Cuomo got a free pass on all of this until he didn't. Because what Cuomo didn't understand is, yes, the media, they needed a useful idiot. But unfortunately for Cuomo, he was a full-time idiot and the media was only hiring part-time. So eventually, yes, we did revisit the fact that we conveniently swept all of his nefarious deeds under the rug. And a guy who should have went away for elder side pled guilty to being a little handsy around the office. Andy! Andy!
It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. Oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's the morning show that uh, overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Introducing the Cuomo Garden, the Italian restaurant that's hungry for romance, whether you like it or not. I am not married. I am eligible. (laughs) Other restaurants are big on social media, but the Cuomo Garden relies on old school word of mouth marketing. You can go find hundreds of pictures of me kissing people. And we make sure every guest gets the hands-on treatment they deserve. I see that as my job, and I'm going to do it aggressively. So don't spend another night overpaying at one of those fancy restaurants that charges a la carte. Get down to the Cuomo Garden, where we always share our breadsticks. It is my usual and customary way of greeting. Oh, handsy Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! Media gave him an Emmy. Biden called him the gold standard, only to have a few weeks come and go. And, you know, a couple other details emerged, and everybody was like, Oh, <laughs> my mistake. They ran him out of town. He's back in the news because even Hansy Andy Cuomo tweeting yesterday that this FBI raid on Donald Trump is unprecedented and that they better give us the goods because otherwise it really does look like a banana republic. Yo, I'm telling you we're in a bad spot. Okay, Andrew Cuomo, yes, he was a dirtbag. Yes, he did not belong in the governor's mansion. I can't speak to the harassment allegations because there were no ultimately no criminal prosecutions. It basically was a he said she said, 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 she said uh, for all intents and purposes. But the point is, OK, even he is a voice of reason in this moment in recognizing what a dangerous precipice we were on. And Andrew Cuomo is a guy who was huge on political retaliation, huge on bullying people in his party. So understand when even he sees the political expedience in calling this out, we're in a bad spot, man. I don't get on the radio. I'm never happy to report bad news about, you know, an administration or a political party because we all live in the same country. You're my teammate. Whether you agree with what I'm saying or not, we both play for the same American team. But we've gotten to this stupid place in our politics where it's so much more important to beat the other side that we're never making progress anymore. Okay, everybody is interested in prosecuting their opponents without any interest in holding themselves accountable. So again and again and again, they fight for power. They don't fight for you. They don't fight for me. I have a Republican congressman coming up in the next break. He's a Senate. He's a Senate candidate in North Carolina who happens to represent the 13th congressional district. Talking about Ted Budd. Okay, now when Ted Budd comes on the show. It's not my job to get you to vote Republican. It's my job to showcase who this guy is, what his beliefs are, okay, what he's offering uh, the rest of the country. But that's the that's it. Okay, the bigger point I'm always trying to make on this show, okay, is that these two parties are supposed to be our employees. They're supposed to work for us. And right now we're not getting a lot of work done. We're getting a lot of fights in the break room and mom and stuff like that. And meanwhile, back at the ranch, we're not getting any breaks. We're working. We got more IRS audits coming. I don't even have time to fight with you. I got to get back to work. It's 
It's America's Life Coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, that's a true story. Fired up to talk to this next guest. It's a superstar representative from the 13th Congressional District of North Carolina. Now your Republican candidate for Senate, Ted Budd, back on the show. Hello, man. How are you? Jimmy, I am doing great. It is wonderful, as always, to be with you and your audience. Thank you for having me. Of course. And and, and as always, we will uh, keep it brief because we know as a Carolinian, you're not supposed to be more than five minutes without barbecue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but now, you know, I'm running statewide. Now it's, am I going to eat Eastern? Now I'm going to eat Western <laughs> no. barbecue. Is it tomato? Is it vinegar? Yeah. I don't know, Jimmy. Maybe you got to come back to North Carolina and help me figure this out. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, man. How do you do your job? Because I see you look good on TV. If I was doing your job, okay, I'm representing the people in Congress and I'm running for the Senate. Okay, and you're one of those guys who's involved. You're not mailing it in like you're out there working. How are you not 300 pounds? Because you're at so many stops with so much barbecue. I think it's running around all 100 counties kind of keeps the weight off, you know, (laughs) and uh, it's kind of you eat barbecue only. It's part of that keto diet that so many people talk about up there in New York, you know, (laughs) uh, you got to keep it simple. Well, (laughs) well, right now in New York, we're on the Fleeto diet. You're fleeing a mugger half the time, so you don't have time to eat. You're just being chased. It's not good. It's not good. Well, you don't want my opponent to win because she supports the defund the police. Uh, other other candidates that have yep. you know run uh, and supported, like Cory Bush, they've done fundraisers together. Yes. So, I mean, why would you ever want to make a neighborhood worse? And uh, I'm, everything I'm doing tries to make life better for North Carolinians. And uh, it's scary what the Democrats are wanting to do. I mean, we just want to make life better for North Carolinians, for Americans. And that's what I'm running on. Well, well, I wanted to ask you this. OK, I mean, you're you're in a Senate race against a party that's, you know, adding to the size of the IRS. They are raising taxes, whether or not audits increase or not. I believe they're going to. But regardless, your taxes are going to go up as a result of this last bill at a time when people are getting crushed by inflation. Are you on any level? Are you like genuinely surprised by just how bad the Democratic playbook is? Yeah, you, you can't make this up. I mean, we're on the you know in, in the early stages of a recession. You got forty-year inflation, and they're trying to raise taxes. They're doubling the size of the IRS. They're doing green giveaways to the wealthy. I mean, they don't want to help you put gas in your tank or figure out how to figure out how to you know buy back-to-school clothes for your kids. Mm-hmm. They want to help rich folks buy a Tesla. Yes. All Republicans are trying to do is lower the price of gas for working families. Democrats want to hire more IRS agents, and Republicans want to hire more police officers to make your neighborhood safer. Um, Democrats just want to raise your taxes, and they want to, you know, Republicans just want to lower your taxes. It's, it's crazy. It is crazy. We're talking to Representative Ted Budd from the great state of North Carolina. He is, of course, your Republican candidate for the Senate. Um, you know, you bring up the Democrats. It's very interesting because you were endorsed by Donald Trump, who was uh, raided by the FBI on Monday. I don't know if you heard about it. It's been a little bit of a news story. Uh, I just wanted to ask you this. OK, you've been endorsed by the guy and he's obviously a big supporter of yours. Doesn't the Department of Justice just owe the American people some clarity on what's going on? Because it just looks brazenly political until further notice. Absolutely. You know, in our nearly 250 year history of this amazing nation, this is absolutely unprecedented for a current sitting president and his administration to go after a prior president. You know, if the FBI can raid the home of a former president, imagine what 87,000 more Democrat hired IRS agents will do to you. Oh, it's so true. Now, what we need is the DOJ to immediately release information used to obtain the warrant. We don't know what that is right now. Yeah. There's all sorts of speculation. 
we need uh, Attorney General Garland. We need FBI Director Ray. They got to come before Congress. Uh, this this sort of politicization of, of law enforcement it undermines faith in our institutions. And people are telling me when I'm traveling all around North Carolina, we need institutions we can trust. And that ain't happening right now, what you've seen in the last 48 hours. No, you're right about that. And I don't think they realize, you know, just how much this has jolted people, because this is not a Republican issue. You know, I'm in New York. New York is overwhelmingly liberal here in the city. But everybody in the city still reacted to that on Monday saying, gosh, you know, this either better be the biggest thing in the world or it looks really bad. And right now it certainly doesn't look like the biggest thing in the world. You know, you hear things like, well, if they're doing this, they better really have the goods on this guy. And you would think. But then we saw the Mueller probe. Then we saw the Ukraine impeachment. And having the goods isn't really, a, uh, you know, a prerequisite when you've got a partisan DOJ. So the question I was going to ask you, and this is something that gets talked about a lot, is let's assume, OK, you take this Senate seat, uh, which I think everyone listening is rooting for you to do. You know, how can, okay, the Republicans, how can the Senate as a whole, even as a joint body, just get the FBI to a place where people have restored some credibility, where it's restored some credibility? Because I don't think it's there right now. Let me, Jimmy, extrapolate from an example with me being on the Financial Services Committee. Mm -hmm. I get to say anything that I want to say during the five minutes in the hearings that I have. Mm -hmm. But who controls the narrative? Who controls what the hearings are about? Mm -hmm. Well, I look behind me, and that's Maxine Waters. Mm -hmm. When I look to my left, there's AOC and three out of four of the squad. Mm -hmm. Those are the folks right now who have the gavels, thanks to Nancy Pelosi. Chuck Schumer hands the gavels out over in the Senate right now. We've got to be in the majority, wherever your listeners are, and they're all over the country. We've got to get Republicans in the overwhelming majority in the House and the Senate. That way we have the majorities, we have the gals, we control the narrative, and we get to have the investigations and hold these people accountable. Right now, people are saying, why don't you do more? I was like, majorities matter. Mm -hmm. Majorities matter. So that's why we have to win, and we have to win for a long time, and we have to win we get to D.C., when we get to Washington – we got to remember who sent us there and why, because we got to hold these people accountable. Yeah, because they're yeah. coming after regular, hardworking Americans next. It is, and you know it's funny because everyone who tries to defend, we're talking to Representative Ted Budd. He is your Republican candidate for Senate, North Carolina. Uh, everybody who thinks that they add IRS agents to go after the rich is crazy. Because I can tell you, I have been audited three times. I'm going to be talking about this on Tucker later tonight. I've been audited three times. Uh, well, the first one was when I was a cab driver. I was earning in the the low twenty thousands. Not to brag, uh, but of course they always go after the little guy because we can't uh, afford, you know, attorneys and you know, accountants and stuff like that. And when you're spending the way they are, they pretty much have to go after everybody because there's no way to pay for any of this stuff. No. You know, when you do the math there, it's nearly 90,000. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the Rose Bowl sized uh, amount of new IRS agents. Mm-hmm. We got 3000 counties. Uh, that's really 30 per county. Uh, across this country of more IRS agents to come after regular folks who can't afford to lawyer up like the rich folks can. And uh, so that's why this is telling about what the Biden administration wants to do. They want to spend more of your money and they want to increase the enforcement to go after that money from regular hardworking folks. Why would you raise taxes when people are just trying to figure out how to put gas in their tank, groceries on their table, and figure out how to buy their kids back to school clothes for next year. I mean, this is absolutely insane, but it tells you what's at the heart 
of the Democrat agenda. Yeah, they do. They like that big government, man. They like to spend money. The green energy thing is driving people crazy. One of their subsidies on the electric vehicle side is for people earning over $300,000 a year. So you're giving a $10,000 subsidy to a guy who's making three hundred grand. I don't know how you square that with regular people. Is it, is it that they don't care, or do you think on some level they just think they know better and that if they implement this agenda, even if it's against our will, that in the long run we'll thank them for it? Like, do people walk around in Washington on the left side of the aisle like they just know better than you? The arrogance and hypocrisy is astounding. I think you got it, Timmy. I, I think right. Americans are waking up. Even most folks aren't there out there. They aren't really political. I mean, I've got to do this for a living, but at my heart, I'm just a small business guy raised on a farm in Davie County. You know, mm-hmm. we just, just want to have a, a decent life and raise your kids. I think that's what most people actually want to do. They aren't into politics, but, I mean, there's a few of us. Yeah. You know, I've got to do it for a living. Mm-hmm. But you just want to live a regular good life in America? You want this to be a good country where you can make things better for the next generation that's what folks want to do but now they see that they're just trying to get in everybody's business at every level and that's why folks are worried about the the corrupting of every institution out there that has the democrats fingerprints on it jimmy yeah it's a bad one we're talking to representative ted budd he is a running for the senate in north carolina he's currently the representative from the 13th congressional district he miraculously does not weigh 500 pounds i'm just telling you man you know i root for you i enjoy talking to you i always appreciate your honesty but if i was doing your job right now like i wouldn't be i wouldn't be a candidate for senate i would be on the next season of my 600 pound life so whatever you're doing I'm just telling whatever you're doing, I, you don't even have to give me your secret. Just don't stop doing it because I know you got a lot of campaigning left to do. We got 90 days as of today. You probably already mentioned it, but it is exact. Hey, hey who's counting, right? <laughs> we're hour, and we're going to, you know, this is also the NASCAR state. We do not let off the gas around the corners. Uh, we are not letting off the gas. <laughs> yeah, you tell me there's there's no restrictor plate racing even when it comes to the Senate. <laughs> there's, this is Talladega, baby. There's no restrictor plate here. This is Talladega, <laughs> 1988. <laughs> All right, well, well, don't pull a Bill Elliott on me, uh, but I'll be rooting for you. Good luck out there, man. We'll talk again soon. God bless you. Thank you. You too, my man. There he goes, Representative Ted Budd. You met, you know, something he said to me. He's like, every once in a while when we're talking about this stuff, you know, I agree with a lot of what he's saying. I probably agree with everything he's saying. But when you hear this certain basic phrases you hear in politics, uh, sometimes they just hit you. Like when he was talking about people just buying back-to-school clothes. Like I can tell you as a guy who, you know, we raised Lincoln, dude, with nothing, okay? I was a cab driver. Okay, Jenny was um, nannying. She was helping out families here in the city, and then we moved back to Long Island, and then we had Lincoln, and, you know, she stayed home, uh, you know, the first, because Jenny had a C-section in the beginning, and let's not act like Lincoln was a small baby. Shut your mouth. No, he was. He was 10 pounds, 10 ounces. Lincoln was a big kid out of the gate. Uh, and, you know, a gift from God. I mean, the greatest thing about my life is him being my kid and, you know, Jenny being my wife. They're, you know, just wonderful. And, you know, how I feel about him. I have him on the show all the time. But the point is, you know, I have such empathy and such a connection to the people who are being hit the hardest right now because that's where I originate from. Okay. I was driving a taxi making in the low 20s. You know, I got audited by the IRS. Because they, the actual concern was they said, we don't know how you could be surviving on this level of income. Well, by the time I had been audited, 
Again, not to brag, we had moved back in with my mom and we're now living rent free because we had lost Jenny's income. Um, while she was pregnant, she got laid off from her job. And they were nice. They gave her severance and everything like that. But the point is we were now having a baby on a New York cab driver's salary. This could be a problem. That was challenging. I'm not going to lie. But the point is, at our lowest, we got hauled in to 44th Street to the IRS offices, and they went over everything. And they were concerned because we weren't showing a lot of income, but I had these astronomical fuel receipts because, again, I was a stand-up comic. You know, unfortunately, in comedy, you get paid weekly, very weekly. That was the worst thing I ever heard. But the point is, we're making a lot of money doing stand-up, so I was supplementing my income driving a cab. And, uh, you know, they were like, wow, you're spending all this money on fuel. What the hell is this about? And I was like, you know, I am a cab driver. We do put fuel in our car every day. It's not good. Um, But they were just checking that I qualified for some of the low-income benefits you receive, like an earned income credit. This is the truth. Okay, this is just the truth. I'm talking to you as a dad. I'm talking to you as a a former struggling cab driver, as a guy who's struggling to hold his radio show together right now. I'm a mess. Okay, I got to sleep more and I got to eat less. You're killing yourself the way you eat. You're all fat. Look at you. I mean, seriously, talking to Ted Budd about North Carolina barbecue. Oh, my God. I'm going to miss my Tucker hit tonight because I'm going to be at like the World Buffet. (laughs) But the point is just talking to you as a real person. Okay, according to the IRS's own Tax data, according to their own, this is all over Twitter. It's in my Twitter feed right now at Jimmy Fallon if you want to see it. 90% of the audits, 90% are on people making less than $30,000 a year. When they say, oh, we're going to go after the rich. Woo, get the rich. It sounds good. People are like, all right. But here's a news flash, man. The rich have accountants. The rich have lawyers. That's the deal. The rich pay lawyers. The poor pay the IRS. Every time I've been audited, they have been really nice. It's not what I was described. I was described as, oh, you're going to hate these people. They're miserable. They're awful. They've all been cool. Okay, one of them, one of the audits, one of the people who audited me watched me on Fox News. They're like, wow, you're the most famous person I've ever audited, which in my head I was like, well, am I being audited because you know who I am? I think he's got a point. I know. I was concerned. But, you know, the fact remains they were nice. They were cordial and they were right every time they audited me. Okay, I do my own taxes on TurboTax. This goes back to my cab driving days. Okay, there were issues where I made a legitimate, honest mistake, and they I owed him money, and I gave it to him. I wasn't like, screw these people, bunch of crooks. How dare you? Okay, I want to pay what I owe. But the point is being audited is a very massive undertaking in that you've got to go through and make sure you have all your receipts and all your documents and everything in between. You know, people are scared of it, not because they're criminals. They're scared of it. Why? Because they've heard so many stories of where this can take them and what can happen to them and everything in between. But the fact remains, whether that fear is justified or not, they're always going to go after low-income earners because low-income earners qualify for things that people can take advantage of. You can declare this earned income credit and not actually qualify for it, at which point you might have stole four or $5,000 worth of benefits from the government. So they are constantly auditing that part of the program. 
Okay, and when they add agents, there are some people quibbling with is it eighty seven thousand? Some of them are IT, and it's fifty thousand, thirty thousand. The fact remains, they don't increase the size of the IRS because they're going to audit us less. They increase the IRS because they need to audit us more because the people in Washington won't stop spending money, which means you're gonna fit the bill. Thanks, big government weenuses. A show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good-looking Italian. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Getting ready for a big night on the television. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm going to be on Tucker Carlson tonight. Tonight with legendary guest host Brian Kilme, who, as you know, is amazing. Uh, the staff of his radio show, they're all a you know, bunch of nuts. I agree with that. But Kilmeade's the man, and I will be joining him. He is guest hosting Tucker tonight, and I will be joining him at the tippy top of the show. You'll see your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon in action. If that's not enough Fallivision for you, you can check me out on Fox & Friends first tomorrow morning at 5.15 in the morning. And then I will be on the Faulkner Focus at 11.45 Eastern Standard Time. And then tomorrow night on the Evening Edit with Liz McDonald. There's a lot going on. And you know what? We'll be doing some stand-up in between. So if you want to hang out, two things you need to know really quick, okay? The Carson Nugget, Friday night, August the 26th. Saturday night, August the 27th. I am at the Nugget. Two shows. Tickets for that at ccnugget.com. You're listening on KKFT or out there in Reno. You're having a good time. Uh, also, we just announced at the Bridgeview Center in Ottumwa, Iowa, that is Saturday night, October the 15th. You can go to Ticketmaster right now, see a radio buddy in Ottumwa, Iowa, raising holy hell. I'm going to go hang out with the butter cow. It's going to be nuts. And then in Vegas, uh, Saturday night, November the 5th, I am in the Rocks Lounge at the Red Rocks Resort. Uh, it's a new fancy, I mean, brand spanking new gorgeous facility. Uh, and they're bringing in the champ uh, to put the place on the map. And if you want to be a part of that one, not only do you get to come watch some comedy, but you probably get to give me a ride to the airport because it never ends good for Jimmy Fallon at the blackjack tables. I mean, goodness gracious. And I come from one of those families that takes pictures. Like when we go to Vegas, my mom takes pictures at the blackjack. Like the first day, you'll see a picture of me up like two grand. The second day, there's a picture of me up 80 bucks. The third day, there's a picture of me powdering my Adam's apple, throwing on a blonde wig to go make the money back on the strip. It's not good. But that's a non-issue because between now and then, we've got some TV to do with Brian Kilmeade. So check me out on Tucker tonight or don't. But whatever you do, just be a Republican. Be a Democrat. We don't care. Just don't be a... I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.